L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the You didn't even ask me that earlier. I don't even know why you brought that up. But, I mean, if you're going to ask, I probably would go to uh, kind of a classic vibe when it comes to Christmas music. I don't I don't always like the new versions of songs by, like, the Biebers and the, you know, the you like Demi the old, Lovato's and stuff. The original you know? is where you're at. The old schmaltzy. Put it, on, put it on holiday classics all day long, and I'm there. Because I feel like the other stuff, you just get burned out and... They're kind of doing all those little wisps and licks right. and trying to make it special. And, they jazz it up too much. And they're trying to make too many Christmas songs. Let's not add Christmas songs every fucking holiday. Let's See, stick to the classic. Because we it's were, just it snowballs, if you will. You yeah. know what it reminds me of, Gigi? It reminds me of how many different flavors of M&Ms they have now. Oh, I thought it was all chocolate. Well, yeah, Are you talking about Skittles? <laughs> No, M&M's. You mean colors. They, they keep adding peanut oh, butter, milkshake. Oh, no, those are yeah. flavors. Yep. Good call. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. I mean, I almond. Colors. It's just the same thing with Christmas carols. See, Let's we leave were, the Christmas music We were just talking about this with Alex before we started here, and it's the same thing that, that's happening with all these pop starlets that are doing the national anthem at sporting events. It's they're they're trying to jazz it up every time, and that's what all these like pop musicians are doing with these classic Christmas songs. They're seeing how many vocal runs and syllables they can add onto yep. a very simple song, and it drives me nuts. And if you listen to the crooners, the you know, yeah, Sinatra got it right back in the forties. They're just they're just chilling and they're just singing, and yeah. it, it makes you picture them out in the snow, just walking, you know, and in a suit, and you know, yeah. But now it's it's just not the same. They smell me, like anyway. hickory and leather. I like the classics anyways, boys. Very good. Well, uh, we are back with another episode of the Groove Life Podcast. Once again, we are talking about all things groove, all things life. My name is Jeremy. I've got my friends Shane and Tony Woodview. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Co-host. That's as, right. As I mentioned your in our previous episode. Tony Woodview here for I will now reporting only, for duty. only be referring to you by your adult film star name, uh, which was revealed in our last episode. So which I honestly think should be on a t-shirt. Tony Woodview? Yes. Oh my right. god. I'd wear it. But like in the in the form of a mugshot, maybe? Well, I don't just, know. We'd have to we'll have to You're riff, holding riff on that like idea. a sign and it says Woodview, comma Tony, and you're like, you know, <coughs> seventy nine inches tall or whatever. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyway, we got a great episode. What's been going on uh in your week, Tony? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's Tony? <laughs> what are you grooving on? Sorry, Mike. Uh, um, man, we've been so busy lately. We're uh just full steam ahead on on the house project still because the weather's still really hasn't changed it's you know we're right now in kind of a warm uh streak so that allows us to do some more concrete pours which we didn't think we were going to get done this year concrete um and man we're just so busy there's like all kinds of things that are all just like the whole day the schedule of the whole day fits together like a jigsaw puzzle with like no gaps in between any of the pieces and uh, i just feel like i'm running from one thing to the next but you know there's uh there's always days like that and weeks like that or whatever, and we'll get through it here so, soon. So, so we're mid for for our listeners. Currently, we're mid December right now. Yeah, and 
this today even was like the last would you say it's probably the last chance you guys are going to have at pouring concrete? Because I mean, have... I, I actually I did a concrete pour like two weeks ago, and I thought that would be the last time yeah. because then it, we had a little cold snap. But this time, um, I, what, what what we're kind of shooting for is at least forty eight hours of above freezing temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the professional crews that do this for a living can certainly do it in colder weather than that. But for me, as kind of an amateur and with limited equipment and stuff, I'm kind of limited to that as sort of a rule of thumb. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would expect from now on forward, we're going to have freezing temperatures until spring, but, um, I mean, the weather has constantly, uh, surprised us here and and around the world really. So who knows, but tomorrow's going to be a treat. (laughs) Tomorrow's going to be 70 over 70. So yeah, that's like Jeremy saying, bananas. yeah, Yeah, but but then it's going to drop to 30 or something. And it's going to be windy as hell. And there's going to be potential for storms they're saying now. So we got to keep an eye on by the time this episode possibility of 60 mile an hour gusts. Right. Yep. Which is even worse than we had a pretty windy day the other day, but, um, I know all this weather talk is fascinating. I know. Here Podcast we are talking material. about weather. We tried but, uh, to get this all out before we started recording. <laughs> We're still not comfortable with each other enough to uh, yeah, talk we about just serious have all things. These, yeah, well, you're just getting to know Tony now. So yes. That's, how's it's a how's the weather, Tony? Relationship. Yeah. So, uh, Shane, how, how was your week? How was that going? My my week was, to be honest with you, kind of just kind of shitty. Really? I, yeah, I didn't feel, I wasn't feeling the groove like I... I normally do, well, and let it out, brother. having no, just having to f- sometimes find that I don't know. Every day when you feel like you're getting up, uh, and you have to find that motivation to to be happy, to be strong. You know, I'm not trying to bring everyone down, but you know, it's, we don't always have that happy feeling when we wake up in the morning. No, that's um, definitely true. Darkness, so, darkness is only light casting a shadow. It's only temporary. Wow, wow. there's truth to that. I think that. I think that when you get done doing a lot of things that you've been planning on for a long time and they're done, mm. sometimes there's that, there's that after effect, Yep. you know, kind of a letdown, almost like what they call it, postpartum depression that women go sure, through. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that just doing the big all but screaming show and the big uh, Fresh Fighters Olympic show, uh, I think I built up to those so hardcore that all of a sudden I kind of crashed. So Post this last week's just been kind of... No, I'm not depressed. Just haven't been real groovy. Yeah. No, everything comes and goes yeah. in waves like that, though. And mm. I mean, um, the, the highlight would probably be just spending time with my daughter. We we did install a, a garage door opener last nice. night. That's exciting. So that was the highlight of my week. Nice. Dad but points. I just wanted to be a little raw with you guys. You know, not we don't always have the mojo flowing. So right. Well, we're here to coax that out of well, you. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah. I had a pretty good week. I fixed our furnace all by myself. Attaboy. I earned some major dad points. I'm not a very handy guy, okay? Like, I know how to play music. I know how to, uh, I know Star Wars trivia. And that's about it. That's all I'm really good for. And I can reach things on the top shelf. But I fixed our furnace. <laughs> we woke up in the house. It was like under 60 degrees in the house. And my poor little baby, Milo was frozen stiff as a board and I That's not good. No. He, he was, was still miserable. breathing though. He the was still poor breathing. little guy it's like a little popsicle in his crib. And I was like, I have to rectify this. So I got on my hands and knees and I tore open our furnace and I fixed it. And wow that That was those springs in the in our booms. That was not a sound effect people. That was all me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I feel good. I'm still kind of riding that high, and that's that's been a few days. I and mean, fixing a over. furnace is a feat in itself. Yeah, I didn't I've, blow I've up the house. I've had many times yeah. I've had to fix my furnace, and it doesn't always end with me fixing it. Yeah. Right. 
I, I feel I or the guy that I call, and then you're often double like paying for it if you had. To and be, then like, they and they don't even fix it sometimes. Right, they'll just charge you whatever you want, whatever they want, because it's like, what are you going to live in a cold house? Yeah, yeah. you got to exactly. get this fixed. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, you're kind of you stuck. idiot, you stupid idiot. But that's that's a really good uh, life skill to have for sure. Is Feels just good being uh, being handy or at least willing. You know, nobody knows everything for sure, but it's just be, being willing to like take on that. Um, task to learn whatever it is you need to learn to, you just to fix in. something and, and do now something. I know for next yeah. time. There you go. On that note, guys, I think we got to bring in our guest. I think I'm we really excited about this one. We've been waiting to get this guy on for a while. And what are you shaking your head for? Yeah, come on. We may have invited him on the first or second podcast. Yeah, but then he was touring. He he's Big taking the dude. headliner slot, if you will, of of our podcast guests. Yeah. He's everyone's waiting. been openers. Yes. up until now. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Our guest for this week is none other than. Phil Chikunyuk. Alex, what? I built the fan. One job. One. You had one job, Alex. One shot. Do not miss your chance to, what is it? We want to welcome you, Phil, to our nice podcast. This is perfect. Phil, (laughs) Phil Chikunyuk. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. good. I feel like it, it. the the times that I get to hang out and chat with you are few and far be- in between these days because we're everyone's so busy. But it's usually yelling. Yeah, right. It's usually yelling and then like a big group, and either you're working or I'm working or like I just we we never had a chance to like just sit and hang. No, no, we have not. Um, yeah, and Jeej, we used to hang and talk all the time. A lot. I mean, because we were together every weekend for two years. Yeah, we we had an on and off again thing, didn't we? We were spending the night together. Yeah, and oh, sure no, were. For, for our listeners at oh, home. So this was romantic. <laughs> well, mostly isn't, isn't everything? I mean, come on. Uh, for our listeners at home, to fill you guys in, Phil, to fill you in. To right? peach you in. Yes. Uh, Phil here is, I would say, probably this area's uh, um, most prolific sound engineer for live sound. I mean, I, I hesitate to say that because I know both Mike and Shane here. No, but he's definitely the go-to guy here. Sound. Absolutely. In- um, it, it, most of the venues we play. I mean, I'm, sure. o- I'm only slightly offended, but that's that's fine. You can that's good. You can have an opinion, Jeej. I, I don't know about that. I think I'm just I'm just a, a whore who takes every show humanly possible. That's and that's more. I think that's, that's more. It. That's better. That's correct. Yeah. I like that. Whore. That's accurate. Sound whore. A whore? So, yes. <laughs> Sound whore. Whore. A whore with the subwoofers. But there Phil, that's not all you do because you also have played in bands. You also work in the screen printing industry, and I mean, you're you're kind of plugged into multiple facets of the scene around here. Well, I, I listened to the podcast with AJ and basically how he's saying that he got into printing shirts because he's like, I'm in a band and we need shirts. Cut out the middleman. Didn't quite happen that way for me, but it's been a thing where when I'm working sound for bands, I overhear them talk about merch. I'm like, call me. I'll make God. you shirts. He does it all. And then I'll have bands that other bands will look at the shirts and be like, where'd you get them? They'll call Phil. They'll be like, oh, you need shirts for your band? Do you need sound? My God. Nice. Wrap it around. Speaking of doing it all, what what's the name of your company? Uh, IJM Sound. And what does IJM stand it, for? It's just me. That's fucking perfect. That's nice. uh, and he shows I never up. knew, I knew that. that. Yes. Are you serious? He shows up in, in these bars, and he's setting up his PA, and he's got this big shirt that says IJM Sound. And I was like, those are none of Phil's initials. And I asked you the first time, I was like, what the hell is this? And then you said that, and I was like, 
should have had a VA. I literally face palmed when I, you said I, that. I, I was working for cover groups who had their own PA system, so I was just walking in and mixing on their stuff. And people would go, "Oh man, what sound company do you work for?" I, I don't work for one. It's just me. Then when I started a sound company, well, IJM Sound. It's just me. These That's are the kind amazing. of brilliant anecdotes. Well, dude, that are the reason you're on this podcast. I've noticed it's just I'm just lazy. just in the last <laughs> I'd say few months. This is going to make me look bad as a sound man, but all these three-letter companies. Everyone's got a three-letter company. Not me. I'm Slam, Slam, Entertainment. Slam yeah. Entertainment. Which is a name-based name, isn't it? Well, I just fell into it. It is a name-based name, but it's just weird because I didn't know it was a thing, and I started realizing that all my friends that are sound people have a three-letter name. I mean, mine was just a joke, clearly, but... but it worked, and it looks very oh, professional. Awesome. No, yeah, that's yeah, the shirts are very memorable. Like I, You can see that logo very easily in, in your mind, I think. Yeah. Which is always very good. Usually when I see IGM, I picture an I, and then a J, and then an M. Was that your main inspiration for your, your business logo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That was pretty bad. Uh, Phil kind of blew me away the first time I saw him running sound because I, th I think, if my memory serves me right, I think you're the first sound guy that I've seen using an iPad to, to mix. I mean, now that's fairly commonplace, but... It, You've been doing that for, for a number of years, haven't you? Yeah, probably about six. Uh, yeah, five or six years. And not even an iPad. I'm too cheap to buy those. I get uh, used Android tablets. There you go. Uh, so when Sean Pryor runs into me at the bar and I drop my tablet, if it breaks, I'm out 70 or $80, not 600 Right. Which he did, Sean, but it fixed. It, it still works. Nice. See, okay, this is this is something. We're like, Why'd you pick Sean? We're like no, no, five Sean, Sean, Sean ran to me at Tailgaters. I dropped a tablet. The case popped apart. I snapped it back together. Turned it back on. It still worked. There you go. So honestly, no, that's, this that's not I'm picking on him. He did it to me. This is the reason why I like having Phil as a friend is because he's just so objective about things like that. I mean, that's something that I'm like. Oh, of course, I've got a sound company. I have to have a eight hundred dollar iPad to run my sound. It's like totally. Phil's like, no, you got it. You told me a long time ago, and I know you didn't invent this phrase because everyone says this, but the first time I ever heard the phrase work smart, not hard was coming from you. And it stuck with me to this day. Every time I do <laughs> load in and out, because Phil used to be the sound guy for the band. You were our exclusive sound guy. And you, Helfer yep, Stout. In Helfer Stout, the band I was in. And you did all of our gigs. And God damn, like before Phil started running sound for us, Loadout would take two and a half hours, and we'd just be putzing around and like you know humping gear into this trailer. And then he showed and up. It's always and, the worst part of the night too. It's oh, nobody it's wants to. Yeah, yeah. And then Phil showed up, and within two gigs, I think we had that time down to what forty-two minutes or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, was one, quick. Now, Phil, I have to know. It was one of your suggestions for Jeez to get rid of one of his uh, guitar cabs. <laughs> No, but we have a a great one. Was it a guitar cab or a guitar head or amp you needed to to run back to at that Third Street Live show? You you wanted to have a dual mic guitar. You ran home to get it. You got a speeding ticket either on the way there or the way back to the club. <laughs> yes. You came in all mad, and I was like, I told you not to get it anyways. He wanted to be able to mic two cabs. Yeah, can I give you can I give you a little secret though? We we turned up one cab. We turned up the other cab. And the first one sounded better, and we turned that up. We didn't even turn up your second cab. Oh, no, it was all for stage volume, yeah. But yeah. you wanted the blended tone, and this we is, didn't give it to you. Right. 
No, I didn't care what it sounded like out front. <laughs> I just wanted the power of two. Right. Two and it's, it's funny because like how far we've all come because now now you play through a one by twelve. Right? Oh yeah. And yeah. it's it's brilliant. It sounds yeah. your tone is amazing. Well, I feel like this is kind of the constant power struggle between musicians and sound engineers is that, you know, the musician sees the the posters on their wall as a kid of these famous musicians with 30 Marshall full stacks. And they think, I mean, not everyone, but I guess this yeah. was the case for me. They think, oh, that's what it means to be in a rock band. You have to have insane amounts of extremely loud gear. Mm-hmm. And then the poor sound guy, Phil, is stuck with the impossible task of saying like, hey, maybe a manageable stage volume will help me give your band a better mix. No, 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 no. Why would anyone want to do that? And uh, Phil Dude. was just so kind and and not blunt and well, heavy-handed. I think, I think that's his. maybe what makes the, th- the three of us here in the room that are sound guys, if I could, I guess, talk all three of us up, is that we are both musicians and sound guys. So we mm. kind of understand both sides of it. Yeah, every time I work with you, Shane, you're always like, is it too loud? Can I turn up? Should I turn down? You're wonderful. Thank you, Phil. I've learned, too. I feel like I've kind of fallen into that groove because at least for the times that you've run sound for us, I feel like my main focus has been keep it quiet, you know, turn the amp away from the front of the house and stuff. And well, you're the one guy in the band that side fills now, or at least I hide my amp as far amp, away you know, from great. the stage as I can. Yeah. ABS used to do that. We used to do all of our amps side filled. As long as Except you have a good me. sound guy, I was the only one that didn't want to do it. <laughs> I got to have that in my back. I got to be able to feel that sure rumble that bass yeah. a little bit, but um. And then now your your band isn't even using amps on stage. We, we should probably discuss what band that is because I think a lot of our listeners probably no one cares already know or want no, already know the band. It's kind of a big deal, actually. Yeah, because this is how I first have known you from way back in the day. Me too. Me too. Um, I had a poster well, of them on my wall. Who's going to say? It? I, Mike, I feel like you're going to do this the most justice because I feel yeah. like they were right up your alley. Yeah, well, you, sure. It, you were also talking earlier about how you don't get enough mic time, and these guys hog it also. That's true. This all one's right. yours. All right, sweet. Anyways, Destrophy. That's <laughs> all. That's all from Mike. <laughs> I took too much time, man. Uh, I milked it. I milked it out too far. You gave him a window. Yeah. I get, yep. Yep. I don't blame you, Shane. That was good. No. So, Phil, you play bass in in uh, the band Destrophy. Yeah. Um, sure do. Awesome. <laughs> that, that's so cool. Well, it's cool because it's cool because we have uh, connections to that. From way back, yeah, we used to share the stage with these guys, and they were right. They were the headliner that we'd always go. Oh my gosh, yep. she's and you guys so were amazing. always so well like put together. Like your whole stage show, that you guys had a look. You all looked the same as far as like just like you were all like this team. And I think a lot of great bands have that quality. And that was something that I remember noticing about you guys right away, and thought, oh shit, <laughs> you know, these guys are going somewhere. Well. We learned a lot of those things from traveling and going to like Minneapolis, where the band scene was just huge for original rock and metal. And the competition there was great. So every time you'd go there, you'd learn something new. You know, you have to up your game because those guys are always stepping up. Down here, it's kind of like, oh, we were not the only Bill in town, but the only guys kind of doing that. Whereas in Minneapolis, everyone was doing that. So we had to learn to kind of keep up with them if we wanted to play in their markets. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember every light was in sync to every yeah. beat. Yeah. I mean, it was just in an, an a wall of sound. It was amazing. Um, I was actually not even here. I didn't I didn't live in Iowa yet when I first heard Destrophy because I knew we were moving here and I wanted to know who were the big top bands around here. 
And I remember putting on that video, man, uh, why I say goodbye. Why I hate goodbye. Why I hate goodbye. Why I say goodbye is what I call it. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I suck with names. But I remember watching that and, you know, you guys put that together yourself and everything. I was like, holy shit, these guys are amazing. And we got to do shows with you guys. And um, then you guys disappeared for a while. And you did some other things. You played with other bands and stuff, right? Some people did. I didn't. When Destrophy was done, I was done except for two fill-in dates with Helferstout. Well, that's that's the time when where you When you say decided. fill-in, you mean you played bass for them? Yeah. Uh, their I bass did player. not know that. It, it'll all be coming out on the VH1 Behind the Music <laughs> documentary. I didn't know that. Well, your bass player went to, what, France or Europe for Moss? two weeks? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember where and he so, was. And so they're like, we need a bass player. And they're like, our sound guy used to play bass. And I was like, I don't want to. And they're like, you are. Okay. <laughs> you how, how many songs did you have to learn for those? I don't beats? know, like 40? Yeah, but they were all 40. like classic bar band hits. It was yeah, but I never played. But I never played a single classic bar band hit in my life. Oh, wow. So well, I bet you, you had to work it. your ass off. You're a great bass player. It wasn't very fun. Yeah. Well, maybe not for you. <laughs> no, correct. But now you, I always enjoy those challenges, though. Like when I've I've had a couple of them throughout my not a lot of them, but throughout my career, I've had a couple times where I've had to learn a couple songs or you know a handful of songs in a short period of time. I always love that kind of challenge and like just to see if you can pull it off. And um, it sounds like you must have. Well, awesome. I'll say this, Mike. You're an exception. You really are. Because uh, although I don't know your situation with how fast you learn those songs, oh, I've done it miserable. before. It I've done miserable. it for a tour before. I had to yeah. go to Spain for and learn all these Spanish songs on bass and some rock songs that they sang in Spanish and all this. I had to learn them in a week. Did you have to learn the, the I lyrics, did not dude? leave the fucking basement for a week. And I still felt every single show like, oh, shit, what song is that? You yeah. showed up and played the Fresh Fighter show, and it was like you've been playing with us forever. That no. was impressive. <laughs> it was very well, impressive. Well, I only had to travel to Des Moines and not Spain, so that's one difference. But um, That would have been cool, though, if we went that, to Spain. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I would have signed up Foo for that Fighters. in a No, I just, I like it. And for me, for that gig especially, there was just like a, uh, um, it was a much needed, I was just talking about how damn busy I've been. I was the same way back then. And it was like, all right, here's this opportunity to do this other thing. I'm going to set all this shit on the side and just take a little, like, what I call it, it's not not the typical vacation like what you would think of, um, you know, I didn't travel anywhere, but it was like a vacation as far as just away from all this other shit I'm dealing with as far as all these other projects, take a couple of, or a week, whatever it was, week and a half off. Yeah, it was a highlight to me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You, you did a great job. So I very successfully turned that whole conversation towards myself. Awesome. Yeah, no, like no. you said, more mic time today. <laughs> Good job. Good job. More mic for Mike. Yeah. No, but seriously, so um, when Destrophy finished... Um, Ari went on to play with, with OTEP and, and didn't you do some sound and didn't you also play with them for a little bit? Um, yeah, my, my kind of last stint, my way out, uh, we had toured with OTEP, uh, a couple of previous tours as openers. She had gotten rid of her band, needed a backing band. Right. We became that backing band. So we were on tour every night playing two sets every night. Oh, so you played Destrophy still. We played a Destrophy set still. And then we had a band in between and then played an OTEP set. Oh, wow. Speaking of learning a lot of songs yeah. quick. Jeez. Yeah. That's that's quite impressive. Phil's a pro, though. I remember I mean, seeing OTEP for the first time. It was at Ozfest, I think, two thousand two, and it was in uh, at the Gorge in Washington. And she was a trip, man. Pig heads on sticks. Yep. Just crazy stories. Yeah, that's that must have been a really interesting ride for sure. Let's leave it at interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> on that, that's note, what I've heard. <laughs> Speaking of music. I've got a hunger for our segment, guys. Uh, this is our segment called 
the Groove Life Song of the Week. He was right on the cue with that one. Ah. Thank you, Alex. I like Good job, that. Alex. He he had to make up for something before. I think some lost time, maybe. Yes, uh, maybe that'll time. get edited out, though. Maybe no one's going to hear that. I yeah. have a feeling that when it gets dropped, there'll be no gap there. <laughs> so all this is <laughs> just, we're just going to be laughing yeah. and be like, "What's People so are like, funny? What are they talking about? Gaps." All right, guys. Now it's set in stone. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, listeners at home, this is our segment called the Groove Life Song of the Week. And for those of you guys who are just now tuning in, somehow on episode 10, and you don't know the drill by now, uh, we each take a song that we've been grooving on this past week, or maybe longer than that, and uh, we listen to a segment of it, and then we discuss for a moment, and then we move on to the next one, and this whole train keeps on a rolling. So, with that being said, who's going first this week? Why doesn't Shane go? Have you gone first? I don't think Shane's gone. I went first last time. I know that. I'll I'll do it. That's not me. Um, I'm doing a song by Clint Lowry, and um, (laughs) that's why Mike's wearing the shirt. No. Tony. Tony Lowry. Oh, wait. Gotcha. Um, My song is by a band out of Australia called 12 Foot Ninja. I started listening to them a few years ago. They just dropped a new album. I wanted to play something from the old album because I feel like it gives context, and it's some of my... Favorite songs are on that album, but this is one of their new singles, and uh, so I'm going to play it for you guys, and it's pretty progressive, but very groove-oriented. guys always bring so many different elements to the table um you'll have some songs where they'll just break into jazz breaks and have like uh, an old dude on piano just doing all this jazz stuff and it's very entertaining but also just huge groove element like i feel like they drop into these different time signatures that just make you all of a sudden go yeah you know and on this song actually at the end there's a huge breakdown where they're just like just half time you know just yeah. big china symbol and then they bring in kind of these almost kind of old new wave kind of, you know, Bowie-esque kind of vocals and stuff. Yeah. And anyway, I've been digging these guys for a long time. This new album just came out, I'd say, a month ago, and it's worth the listen for sure. You know, it's funny that you uh, brought up Clint Lowry as a joke to start this because he's actually the reason I know of 12 Foot Ninja. Oh, really? And uh, I heard him talking about them saying, like, basically that they're too good to ever become mainstream and that they're just like that their songwriting is so kind of out there and yeah. brilliant and good um that it's just it's almost like too complicated for 
the general public to understand. It's not like an intelligence thing, but just like it's so. I'm just hearing. Out there. I'm hearing it in the background here, and this is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah it's, it's talking like about super technical and like just yeah. all kinds of crazy shit going on there. I'm gonna do one of their other songs on a future episode because uh, they had one song that went really big, but it's still even very out there. Right. It's really fun. If you had never heard them, I challenge you to go listen to their shit and watch their videos because they're very funny. They have that Australian Aussie kind of just humor, and uh, they're a lot of fun. But awesome. that's mine. Excited to check that out. Yeah. Mike, do you want to go next or do you want me to go? I'll go. Sure. Um, my pick this week is kind of a throwback for me. I've, I've always, I don't know, I've been uh, picking sort of current songs or whatever, but I think last episode we were talking about Road Rage a little bit about that, that you and me, Jeej, kind of have share. Uh, Do you have road rage, Phil? N- no, that's not. Also, something. I detect also hate, to sarcasm. <laughs> also, do you use Just, your turn signal in uh, traffic circles? Hey, I did that this week. Nice. I consciously thought in a about roundabout. It. Do you use if you're turning left in a roundabout? Do you use your turn signal? No. Oh, Phil! Uh, are you supposed oh, to? Damn, Just yes. pay attention. Yes. It's, no, it's a four-way intersection. I explained this I'm last week. I'm with you, week. dude. I just learned it myself. Well, why would you need to use a turn signal anywhere, then, if you're just paying attention? Like, if you see a why car Why do you turning, drive on the sidewalk? You've got a point. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they put up those little cards with how to use a roundabout, and they don't have anything about turn signals. Well, so they don't have, they don't have instructions to use your turn use signal your at turn other intersections, either, though. You know how to use them. Ignorance is no excuse, Phil. Um, uh, they didn't teach roundabouts when I took driver's ed. Nice. All right. Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. It's a new invention by you kids. Point, Phil. That's right. It's yeah. millennial. Point, Phil. Sorry, we got off topic. That's no, all good. Well, actually, it's kind of on topic still because, well, not Phil specifically, but um, Phil's always on topic. <laughs> I, have a, I, I picked a Road Rage song uh, this time, and it kind of was, it, uh, I was reminded of it when we talked about this last uh, last time, and we'll play it, and I'll, I'll talk about it a little more, but it's a, it's a song by the band Offspring. Oh, wait, actually, before you play it, Alex, I've, I, I guess I should lead in that this is, uh, towards the end of the song, it's kind of a hooky little, I don't know if it's a bridge or breakdown, I guess, in, in the end of the song here, towards the end of the song, so we'll start it there. Tires are rude, such attitudes, but when I show my peace, complaints see something's odd. Feel like I'm God, you stupid, dumb shit, goddamn All right, so that song, I can picture, I remember very clearly being in like, I want to say seventh grade, so I will. Um, <laughs> I had- You already I, did. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I had a, I had this, this album on cassette tape, and I had like a little earbud, uh, you know, earphone strung up my shirt in class, and I would sit there with, oh, yeah. my, with my hand, nice. hand against the side of my head listening to this album, and I mean, I was just this kind of- dorky kid anyway at the time but like all my friends or you know classmates or whatever were like what band are you listening to you know whatever and it's like offspring man they're the next big thing and it's like ah no one's ever heard of them they're gonna be gone in a year or whatever and it's like you know they're still a relevant band i'm like really proud of that fact that this i like is, this is your hip that i moment. spotted yeah, right <laughs> that i spotted the offspring yeah nice. um but that that whole album was really cool it, it it helped me grow on guitar a lot i mean there's a lot of great songs off that album this song I don't know. It's kind of it was kind of a silly pick, just because it's like I, that that little breakdown there with all the cussing there at the end was always a big kind of like you know you 
you knew all the words. You'd giggle. <laughs> yeah, you'd kind of giggle because you knew the words, and it was like all you felt perfect like a for badass. road rage. Yeah. Also perfect for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That, it my is. friend, is certified Hawk Rock. Yeah. Hawk oh. Rock. Put on the list. Yes, on yeah. the Hawk Rock playlist. Woohoo! Yes, I finally got one on there. So, but yeah, that was uh, that was my pick. I've been I've been throwing throwing it back a little bit here for um, a little bit, just kind of going back to some of my uh, the songs I used to listen to growing up. And so maybe I'll maybe I'll have a couple others up my sleeve here the next next couple of. I love it. Stack that deck, dude. That's yeah. the beauty of this whole segment, you know. Is we say it's stuff you're grooving on that week, but it doesn't have to be. There's no rules. We can, can pull from whenever. Yeah. Groove anytime, man. Yeah. Well, guys, oh, that? yeah, I think it's maybe time we take a break and let's take a quick break. Before we do, I want to remind everyone that this podcast is produced by the LAS Podcast Network. And if you wish to support us and the network more, you can go to LASPodcastNetwork.com and sign up for LAS Plus, uh, which is a great way for you to get all kinds of bonus content from us and multiple other podcasts that are on this network. Uh, I know for a fact we're going to have some uh, bonus content coming up shortly. And maybe even a hint of merch. Are the are the waters? The being merch tested? wheels are turning yeah. for sure. The, 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 Tony, Do, the Tony Woodview T-shirt. Tony Woodview. You need, you need just... guys to print T-shirts. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, hold we up. Could... We're going to be taking bids here from num- a number of different. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. What's that? Your shirt's coming out February 1st. Oh, my God. We have a date for our shirts. Nice. February 1st. Woohoo! And you Holy didn't call cow. me. Well, sorry. For the next We'll discuss this over the break. <laughs> we'll see you guys We have bit. our manager take care of that, Phil. I'm sorry. Lots of good content on this LAS Podcast Network. Lots of good, you know, podcasts and uh, hosts and personalities. And drum fills. Yes. So if you've been <laughs> listening to these these commercials, you know, I mean, they're a big deal. Because if you've never heard of some of these podcasts, you got to check them out. Because there's lots of good flavor out there. Lots of really good um, ways to think through things. Dungeons and Dragons and uh, historical yeah. humor and and anyway. dad pod too dad pods we've been kind of rubbing one word stories our All producer alex stuff. is is on a couple right you're on a couple podcasts on the network good for you alex we're good for you maybe someday you'll be a guy. guest on ours maybe he can come into this room sometime maybe we'll, we'll maybe not we'll, <laughs> it's an invite well, well then you space. have to go do his job and we'll see how that goes well well honestly one of our goals is to get him on the mic with us because i we just need to figure that shit out. We're still figuring things out. This would devolve into chaos if Alex was on the mic. We already... Don't you open that door. <laughs> well, the Slowly problem is, is he'll he'll steal. He'll steal someone's mic input. We don't want that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Logan pulled that on us in one of the episodes. The one, I yeah. think he's only done, produced one of ours. Yeah, guess yeah. whose yeah. mic it was. And yeah. guess who's Phil... not going to be producing our show ever again. Yeah, that's, Phil... that's why, once. <laughs> once. As like a the... sound guy, yeah. as a sound engineer. <laughs> yeah. Is it not a cardinal sin to mute the microphone oh, of someone boy. on the stage? I do that all the time. I know. You do it to me, too. Everyone is always <laughs> muting my mic, here's, and it's always me. Here's the thing. is, Anytime someone's like, and big shout out to Phil. He's doing great. Mute the mic. Don't talk to me. Don't talk about me. Just roll on with your show. You got to give you props. Though. No, you don't. All right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> That's enough of that. That's class act well, right you, there. Right. Don't so we, uh, we were right in the middle of our... Uh, we, as Cheech says, segment. I like that's kind of your token thing. Segment. Segment. Well, it's kind of the only segment we have. Right? Yeah, it's it's definitely our thing. The the 
the podcast, uh, Groove Life Podcast Song of the Week, and it's Jeej's turn. What do you got for us today, Jeej? I have a song by a band called Dead Sarah. This is my wife Chelsea's favorite band of all time. I'm setting it high. Hopefully we can make it to the chorus. We were just talking about this on our break. Sometimes, like, it's kind of tricky to, to structure what song you're going to bring into this because you only get about a minute of playtime, and I don't want to make you guys listen to the whole thing. But this just, band Just really... play a few measures and we're done. Yeah, just the very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't, didn't we last, troll you last year? Last last week. Dead Sarah. That's some riffage right there. So this is a uh, this is a first for me on this podcast. Female fronted band, which I think is badass. I mean that chick can wail. Oh for yeah, sure. And the guitar player is also a girl in that band, which is what? pretty rad. And they throw down. We saw them. We've seen them a couple times, and uh, always put on a great show. And they're just really putting it all out there. She's got a great voice and. Chelsea loves them. They've put out, I think, three albums now. Or three or four albums, I think. And they're all just great, great songs. And uh, Did you see them in headlining situations, or were they opening? The first time I ever saw them was on tour with Muse. Oh, wow. uh, nice. That nice. would have been a good yeah. show. And before, previous to that, like earlier that same year, this song dropped and just hit me out of nowhere. I heard this on the radio, and I was like in my car. I was like, what the hell was that? No, yeah. I honestly had forgotten. You showed me this a long time ago. I had forgotten about this song. And I remember when I heard it, I was like, I got to start listening to these guys. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's, like you said, so much riffage, bass, guitar, and then vocal riffage. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She's crazy. Yeah, good. there's there's some, I, you know, it's I'm, as soon as you said that you were picking this song, or a song by the by Dead Sarah, it was like, I just got, like, chill bumps. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've never seen them live. I will be seeing them live. They're one of the bands that I'm most excited to see oh. that I haven't yet seen. They're gonna be on Ship Rock. Oh, oh, nice. So, dude, we're gonna, we're gonna be on a five day cruise with those fuckers and a whole bunch of other bands. And yes, I'm super, super stoked for it. But you know, they're they're one of those bands that are on the list that I have not yet seen and really want to. And I am super. super I have, jealous, I have a quick story about this. No Gronk All right. cruise. But so the second fun. time, <laughs> the second time we saw these guys was at Woolies and they were headlining in oh, Des Moines. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea, I'm was, familiar with Woolies. Well, okay. <laughs> This is this podcast is reaching millions of listeners, all right? Let's right. make sure everyone's on the same page. So Chelsea was super excited, and we were like, maybe we'll even get to meet him. So after the show, 
we had been drinking a lot the whole night. After the show, they got done, and we hung around and got to meet them. And Chelsea was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. So then we left. It was like midnight, and the only place open for food was Zombie Burger. Have you ever been down there? Hell yeah. Downtown Des Moines? Love me some Zombie Burger. And Chelsea is wasted at this point and she ordered like the macaroni and cheese burger so it's just this like huge pile of cheese and burger and everything and she's just like drunkenly it's good drunk food for sure zombie burger and then all of a sudden there's because there's like a pizza place next door yeah, this is a couple this, blocks over. Okay, it's I don't like think a I've novelty burger place. They make all kinds of crazy right on. Sounds burger good. stuff. It's amazing. We can talk about this later. Anyway, yeah, please continue. So she's <laughs> just getting macaroni and burger all over her face, and she doesn't care because she's wasted. And then I look over her shoulder, and dead Sarah walks into the restaurant. And I was no like, way. Chelsea, there they are. Is that she the singer's name? No. No. Oh. I don't remember where they got the band name. <laughs> like the whole band came. The whole they band came walking in. in, and yeah. I was like, Chelsea, there they are. And she turns around, and she goes, Give me some napkins right now. <laughs> She's just got burger all over her face. And then they came over and like hung out with us for like an hour. And then they were like eating our French fries. And I was like, okay, maybe cheap hands. <laughs> that's, that's how they get their food on the road. I was like, I can't do blame not them. touch my French fries. I've been there, man. But yeah, Dead Sarah, big, big, big time band. I like those guys a lot. That's awesome, man. That's a good pick. It's a good song. I think that their logo should be like a death metal logo. That'd be so cool. They're looks looking like for the a weeds, designer, the, actually. The, yeah, the I can't do that bushes. shit. Yeah, yeah. Dead the, the, yeah, yeah. The thorn bushes where you can't tell what the band name actually yeah, says. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Phil, I believe it's your turn. We've saved the best for last, as we always do. Oh, incorrect. I'm Phil, not the best. Um, yeah. So okay, I picked. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> it is just me. Uh, no, um, I haven't been listening to a ton of music. I was getting ready for the Destrophy show this past weekend, so a lot of my music was just listening to those songs over and over, making sure I got the set list down, going home rehearsing. But it really got me thinking with us doing this kind of rebrand, new Destrophy thing. Um, Back in 2010, worked with uh, a band. We were on tour with uh, Taproot. And also this band, Ice Nine Kills, was out with us. And, you know, you're all in the mid-20s. You're spending seven weeks on tour, sleeping in a van. So it really got me thinking about that camaraderie, that, you know, just being together with the group. So... I picked one off of their uh, 2010 album here that they were touring on when we were out with them and uh, and Taproot. Yes, dude. dude. That is awesome. I didn't hear. I didn't expect that last part. They definitely got the screamer. They got the singer. Yep. And when we were traveling with them, they had two singers. They're now down to just one. So they had one dedicated screamer, one dedicated singer. Um, 
But yeah, just the memories of, you know, spending nights in a Walmart parking lot and we'd literally round up our tra- our vans and trailers like wagon wheel, you know, <laughs> you know we're heading on the, the Oregon Trail. Did any and of the members die of dysentery on the tour? <laughs> they did not. Okay. No, no. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> he, so, does he really think it was back in the wild, wild west? I don't know. They had Walmarts back then? Yeah, you put your 810 <laughs> base cab under a covered wagon and you, you lose a couple oxen along the way. That's how they did it back in the day. So you're on tour with these guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, well, well, I thought it was a six-week tour. Ari thought it was a two-month tour. So I split the difference. It was a seven-week tour. Nice. <laughs> Which was, uh, yeah, it's a long time. I mean, and when you're out doing this thing and you're living in a van, seeing very few hotel rooms, uh, people think it's glamorous. But what you're really hoping is like a venue has a shower and a washer dryer, so you don't have to pay to do laundry. Wow. Um, but yeah, you know, you just get to know these people, and they become like family when you're out for that period of time, and. Just try to catch them everywhere you can. And in fact, they're playing uh, April 1st. Yeah, April Fool's Day. Uh, Valair Ballroom in Des Moines. Nice. Um, Where are you going? Uh, it's, it's my engagement anniversary. I text my manager when I saw it was on. I'm like, you need to put Destrophy on this show now. Uh, he, he didn't get back to me. Yeah. Oh, That'd be awesome. Dude, that- I, I just found out about Ice Nine Kills uh, this fall. Yeah. They released a new album. And they blew up all over Octane Radio. And yeah, I love it, dude. They, they had the guy from Cannibal Corpse on there, Corpse Grinder. And it was the heaviest song I've ever heard, man. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking huge. Yeah, I like the way they've really tran- uh, transformed what they do into this horror movie themed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they do concept albums that are all, uh, you know, based on horror movies. It's just a really, a really neat way they've taken the, the their whole band now. They're even getting some of the actors from those uh, movies and putting them in their videos. Oh, are they? Yeah, incredible. That's rad. Spencer's neat. Nice. the the uh, The guitar riffs in that song, all of them are the kind that, at least for me, when I hear them, I'm like, I have to go home and just learn that song because that just looks so fun to play. Yeah. Because you know, there's like some some riffs that are like super technical and challenging. They take forever to learn, and they're not really like that impressive. And then on the other end of the scale, there's like. Songs that are like super, super easy, but they look really cool. This is like right in the middle where it's like really technical and it looks really cool. Yeah. And those are, I don't know, that's, there's just like certain parts of it. I don't know if this is going to go over well or not because some people really don't like this band, but I, I'm a big fan of Bullet for My Valentine. I know they've kind of taken over a little bit as sort of like this, and there are more recent albums I'm not as big a fan of, but my wife and I both like them a lot. And um, there's kind of that, that sort of harmonized guitar, really fast double bass. Um, switching between this, the screaming and the singing. And um, that's a band I really like a lot, and I've always wanted to get into Ice Nine Kills. I know they're, they're kind of on my short list of bands that I don't know that well, but I want to get into. And so just what we heard just now I think is I'm going to go home and, and add that to my Rock. collection for good sure. Pick, they kind of went down that uh, – when they went into the, the, the chorus, I think at the end there, kind of went down the Paramore vibe. I was like – it lost me for a second there, I have to admit, because I feel like it was heavy, heavy balls to the wall, and all of a sudden it kind of went. Da, 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 <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll switch around on you for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I dig those guys, but I, I didn't think, expect that. I think you have to kind of slow, not slow it down, but like that you're talking about that like that halftime part. Where no, right at the very end, it just kind of got the real poppy sounding. Poppy, I got you. you know, not yeah. poppy, but you know, right. Well, you got to have some kind of a. In my opinion, at least. Don't, don't the, the defend heavy, them. The heavy I, songs. I, I fucking hated that They're part of the song. Here. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear that I'm, part of the song I, again. All right. But, Phil, to, to bring it back around and speak more to the camaraderie that you're talking about on tour, I think it's funny because if you were to outline those conditions of living, 
to anyone else for any other reason, like you're going to be sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. In a van. With in a van. Four or five other dudes. Smelly other dudes Absolutely. who probably haven't showered or washed their Unless clothes. Unless they found a, a washer dryer, right? Yeah. You hardly have any money to your name. You're up all hours of the night. You know, most people would say, you're crazy. You're a vagabond. You're a hobo. No I don't way, want dude. That they, they were signed. They're rich. come on right they were on tour did you hear what he said tour don't you know we literally played clubs for tens of people it's fantastic there were dozens of them all across the united states but but i mean that's the reason that you were there and and it's funny because to a, a much much lesser extent i had a taste of that same and i know shane has too just the joy Oh, that's right. We all have. Yeah, yeah of course. I forgot Leave about me out of this, Jeez. Tony. Sorry, but <laughs> on your porn tour. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the 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 joy of being able to play music, and it makes all of that worth it. And it actually kind of makes that more fun. You know, I mean, it, it's really that becomes part of the process, and sort of like a rite of passage that you get to do this stuff you have to i mean no one has gotten to the giant huge level without going through the club circuit i mean mm-hmm. um we opened for five finger death punch at house of bricks in des moines what's house of bricks 300 capacity yeah you well, know I oh, mean, if you're lucky dude that, that, that's a small place five finger you know i yeah. mean now they're playing hundred thousand seat you know yeah arena so it's uh yeah everyone everyone goes through it whether you're you know, opening for a, uh, a bigger band or, you know, you're the bigger band trying to fill those clubs. Everyone's been there. Everyone's played those places. Yep. It's also just great stories. You know, I mean, I remember when I was on the shittiest tours. I mean, you're seriously eating shit. Not your actual, not actual shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I never did that. I shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you <laughs> you pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> but, but you're sleeping in sleeping bags, you know, in a tent and in a church you're whatever, doing whatever but you can to survive. I, I'm just yeah. saying, but I look back on those as like great memories. When you were there, you're like, I want to fucking get home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I, home some wasn't of the that best great at those times. And, I was fine being out there. And some of the really? smallest. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a meme out there on some of the musician pages that I've seen like on Facebook or whatever, but like of like this band could could have been any one of our bands like walking in through the side door of the bar and they're just standing there and they're looking at like this, the <laughs> so corner of the room and, and they're like so that's the stage and it's like this just this tiny little corner oh, it imme- i won't say the name of the bar but it reminds me of this place we used to play at that's within i don't know it's probably two three hours away it's not not in cedar rapids but um totally reminds they're me they're probably this place. listening so don't say they're yeah but uh <laughs> and there, there's like those dive bars those super tiny places where for whatever reason you've built a following or you have just some sort of in at the place and you just have these wild, crazy nights of just like the the crowds into it. It's you didn't expect it, mm-hmm. and you know I, have, I just had this memory of getting like thrown out of a hotel, not for anything we did, but it was just people that were with you know all drunk and whatever, and trying to scramble to go somewhere else. And like there's all these things in the moment you're like, oh shit, I don't have anywhere to fucking stay right now, you know. But you kind of figure it out and you get through it, and then you have a funny story to tell ten years later. There's but, no door on the stalls, you know. Yeah. Oh my. You have to have someone God. watch the door, you know. It's like <laughs> Gabe's. Okay, Phil. Yeah. What's the worst venue bathroom experience you've ever like? What's the worst? What's the worst bathroom in a venue you've ever been to? Uh, I, I guess I don't. I can't place one particularly. I've got one. Well, I'm just gonna say that I am very regular, so I don't have the surprise attacks. I can usually plan around truck stops and whatnot. So 
I don't generally have those instances. A true road warrior. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I take that back. Not a bad bathroom story, but we were in like Montana or somewhere middle of nowhere. I have to go. Of course, number two. Oh, it's never one. Um, and I'm stand. Someone else is driving. I'm standing up in the well by the side door of the van because if you're standing, you can clinch a little tighter. Um, and I'm watching over every hill, looking for a flying J truck yeah. stop sign or something. I'm starting to rationalize, like, what's in the cooler? Can I remove that stuff? Can oh, I use the no. cooler? Yikes! Oh, um, but we do finally make it to an exit, and I, the van is not stopped, and I'm out of the door running in. Wow. Are we going to start telling shit stories? Because those can get really... <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was more going towards like the bathroom conditions at the yeah. venue. Because my all-time... Oh, no, mine's funnier, though. Well, it is. True. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a horrifying story. The worst venue bathroom... You guys remember Vaudeville Muse in, in Des Moines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The men's restroom was a door that was in direct sight line of the stage. So there was like... It was one of those corner stages that was off to the side of the room. And there was a little hallway that went past the side of the stage... And then there was a door. So, like, if you're looking at the stage, behind the musicians is a door to the bathroom with no stalls. So, frequently, there'd be a band playing on stage, and you'd be in the crowd, and you'd watch somebody open the door, and someone's in there in the bathroom. <laughs> who who comes up with this? Like, who are these Great maniacs? Land. Like, oh, my God. It's, it's bar, bar venue restrooms can get pretty gnarly sometimes. Yeah. But but Gabe's was bad, right? Oh, Ga- well, Gabe's is still Gabe's there. Was, yeah. I feel like they cleaned, they must have done a, a toilet cleaning recently because I was just there for a show. I just remember there being a trough and yeah, a stall, no door to the stall, and like no lights in the room. Wasn't there ice in the trough too? <laughs> you don't want <laughs> lights in that room. <laughs> it was almost like the black light was there, you know, because you could see on the wall the different Yeah, you could see something, but there was not yeah. an actual ball. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and again, all of this just goes to show that, like, all of those terrible conditions aside, like, it, it still, you go into those situations thinking, like, this is the worst bathroom I've ever been in, but I'm having fun because I'm on tour. Stories for days, right. buddy. Exactly. Stories for days. As I said, one of the best ones, and not because it was ultimately, like, or, you know, r- ridiculously luxurious or anything, but I always really enjoyed playing at Third Street Live. And having that little at the, ori- green you know, the original configuration, the green room yes. upstairs, and then there was that bathroom that was like just side stage, like literally right yep. off of stage. Yep. And um, you know that green room is still there. Is they, it? They've renovated it, but that little corner pocket room upstairs, yeah, upstairs with yeah. all the graffiti and everything yep. up there. Yes. Hilarious. I remember I had like a last minute urge to pee one one night. We had a show. I think I think we were playing with Hurt or something there. And and uh, do you guys do you guys remember Lumpy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. He R. was R. yeah, RIP, great guy. Um he was he was a, a big part of our lives at that time and uh he was b- at backstage with us and I remember distinctly like we were on in like a minute. My guitar was live, it was all, you know, wireless whatever. I remember like taking it off, handing it to him who had like a girl sitting on his lap or whatever, you know, he was he was in with kind of those those gals and rock and roll life. Yeah, exactly. He was total rock star, man. <laughs> um more so than any of us were, for sure. But, like, you know, I hand him the guitar. I'm like, dude, just don't touch that volume now because <laughs> it's, like, on. And I had to go into this bathroom, like, side stage, rock a piss, and come back, and, like, immediately the show started. But Did you say rock a piss? Rock a piss. I love that. Phrase. I've never heard that. It's a good one. Now you have. So, but it, do you also find that, like, every time you play at a, a venue that has really nice facilities, like a great green room and great bathroom, then that's your new standard? And, like, you know, 
for for me, no, because I don't uh, I don't rest, I don't sit down, I don't relax well at all. Mm. So even if the nicest groom ever. I can't just sit there on a couch. I just need to walk up, get up and walk around the venue. I do you, never sit down. Do you get stage fright when you perform? Uh, not really. Not anymore. Or, or anxiety so or nerves and stuff? I have recently, only because I took a 10-year hiatus sure. and then started again. But back when you're traveling, I just don't sit down. I don't rest well. So there could be a green room. I could sit there. Then I just get bored. What do you do? I See, would rather go talk to people. There's nothing I love more than the feeling right before a gig where all of the stuff is set up on stage and you're in the green room and you know there's people out there waiting, ready to go, and you're hiding from them. And just building that tension. I mean, especially for me now, because when we do the Foo Fighters thing, it's like I'm usually the only person in the venue that bears even a passing resemblance to Dave Grohl. So as soon as I come out from behind the shadows, everyone's like, oh, there he is. You know, like there's the guy who's going to pretend. <laughs> yeah, and we, we can leave now. Him. Come on, everyone's well, screaming. Yeah, we've seen him. All right, we got to get out of here. He does. He looks nothing like Dave Grohl. But, but yeah, I thought he had a beard. <laughs> just just that kind of like, you know, that, that uh, pre just anticipation. I think that's a like, front man thing. How, do you get that, Shane? Because I... I, I've never really I I know the feeling you're talking about, but it it hasn't been something that I guess I've like. I I honestly I love that like pre breaking the tension more than almost more than the gig itself certainly more than the the post gig blues. I but, think for right, me it has a lot to do all your with shit out to the trailer if it's yeah. a local show or if it's on the road because when we're here. And I come out, all my friends are out there. And so right, I'm just excited yeah. to go True. hang out with every one of them. Right. But we're on the road, you know, it's a whole different thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. I just love that feeling of, like, that separation. It's like you're you're in the club, you're in the band, and you're just automatically kind of elevated. Maybe that is a frontman thing, but it's just it's exciting. Rock star you. Well, yeah. I, well, and that's the thing. It's like there could be tens of people out there you know well you got to treat it like a rock show for sure right and and it's it's all part of the fanfare it's part of the experience and stuff and that's i think that's my favorite part of playing shows is that like you know opening band is taking way too long and i'm like oh get out there you know blame the sound guy so so phil tell tell me what what are the future plans holding for for dustrophy are there future plans are you just kind of having a great ride just kind of playing some great shows and releasing new music or kind of just winging it right now i mean we got back together for uh basically this festival in florida that got canceled so we drove to florida right but we got to go to disney and universal so rides um, rides 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 beers 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 that's an inside joke that goes way back anyway um uh no so so the idea is uh pick up a couple of uh you know maybe national opening gigs um if we can get another festival next year we'll you know try to find one maybe in the midwest just have some florida just to have some fun put out some new music but not really uh get back into the scene into the rotation i'm not gonna hop back in a van i don't think and travel for another nine weeks or seven weeks uh across the united states no no thank you i think that's great man I, I totally relate, um, especially at my age. I'm older than all of you, but I'm just starting to realize how much I just love playing. You know, back in the day, it was all about can we get signed? Can we get big? Can we get famous? All this. Now it's just like, can I play music with my friends? Can we put out some new Dude, music? Whatever. Totally. And 100%. I think you, you kind of find what you were in it for the first, you know, in the first place, you know, it's right. just the, the joy of being together and playing music for sure. Um, I want to say just 
we don't have a lot of time left, but one thing I, I know about Phil is I always feel like there's a lot of love radiating from this man. And whenever I show up at a show, um, that you're running sound for or whatever, immediately he's like, what do you want to drink? I got you. And I'm like, well, oh. be careful with this. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he's burned me. Our, to mil- our millions of <laughs> listeners well, no. are going to be coming after their free drink from you, Phil. Well, to to his close friends anyway. But it's just it's just the kind of guy he is. He he will do anything for you. You know, he'll drop everything to come help you. And I just want to. I know you're not a guy that loves to hear all the compliments, but I would can feel we, remiss. Can we mute him? Yeah, there? I was going to say. That's, <clears> I would feel remiss. Drop the. I would feel remiss if I didn't at least you know, acknowledge you as a, just a really loving, cool guy. And that's why you're here with us because we want our friends on this podcast. Oh, I, yeah. I figured I was here because your talent pool was getting low and no. you were looking for, you know, <laughs> other people to bring in. Quite contrary. Scraping the bottom of the I barrel here. I guess we'll bring the sound yeah. guy on. Yeah. See how this goes. But even if you listen to the podcast, his voice is just so peaceful and so calming. And um, I'll stop now, but... <laughs> I'll pick it up. I you do, do appreciate you, you. You actually, when I when I walk in a room and I see you in there, I you're you're one of those people that for me and, and we're not super super close. We have we've no we've been sort of around the same circles for a lot of years, but you, you've never invited me to a party. I've never invited you to a party. That's true. We so should change. We, you know, yeah. what, we're going to change that. So we're not those that, that I've invited you yet. both to a party. You have. Well, you're the glue that holds this all this whole thing together. Shane. <laughs> but uh, but I want to I, I bring that up because you're 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 in that sort of very small group of people, at least in my life, that uh, I'm not, for whatever reason, good or bad or no reason, but just not super close with. But, like, when I see that person, it's like, yes, Phil's here. It's going to be a good night. We can talk to someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know this guy. No, you're a good dude, man. And Appreciate it, it, it does, ra- it well, does radiate too, from yeah, you. It's... And, and uh, it's uh, everything Shane said. I, I'm definitely, oh, I can get it. Thank you, dude, so much mute for. Mute all you guys so soon. <laughs> Thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. We have to wrap up. I'm getting that. Angry look. Angry. Just anger. <laughs> Hurry it up! <laughs> From our, our producer, Alex Schulte. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give our uh, our pod thought. I tried to give a little something to chew on before you leave. Um, this one is from Zig Ziglar. I think you mentioned him last time, or someone mentioned him. Zig Ziglar? I don't think I did. Well, someone mentioned his name, and so I looked at him up, and I've heard of him. But uh, this is a, a a thought he he had. It says, "If you go out looking for friends, you're going to find that they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere." And I thought that was really mm. motivating for me because we need to reach out and just love people. And I think that's what this podcast is about—just finding people, finding what makes them love, what makes them groove. Yeah. And uh, that's you're going to find more friends that way than if you go out expecting things of people. So I love that sentiment. the The pissing sound effect is maybe a little it makes, weird. It makes me kind of have to rock a piss. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> rock a piss. Yeah. Another T-shirt idea. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> uh, we got great things coming up in the new year. Have a great holiday. If you're hearing this, uh, I think you'll hear this next week. So just before Christmas. Merry I Christmas, really everybody. Gotta pee. <laughs> We're out. Welcome to the
L-A-S.